Welcome to the Global Mission Awareness Podcast, where the last command of Jesus is our first priority, to bring the good news to the least, last, and lost. All right, my name is Lila Fuqua, and I'm so excited to be sitting here with you. My father, I know I should call you Leif Hetland, but I'm used to calling you dad, so, so everyone knows that's who we're talking with today. And so I just wanted to ask you a few questions. I wanted to get just into the heart of what is going on right now. Um, you've shared so much about the importance of memory stones. We know that there's beautiful things happening, so many things to be excited for in our future, but you've also talked about how important it is to go back to those basics, to go back to where everything started. And so I'd love for you to share with us today, how did GMA start? What was that journey like for you? Yeah, before I do that, uh, I think that just the... the Billy Graham, when he received his upgrade and went to mm -hmm. heaven, it had a very big impact on my life. I was in Chile, South America, and it was almost like the presence when I both wept and then also had joy at the same time. Mm -hmm. But as the presence filled my room and the mm -hmm. glory came in, but it was like I saw a vision of Billy Graham when he came and came up to heaven and you could see mm. there the nations, the multitudes, people just welcoming him. And you could see the joy from people from North Korea and India and Pakistan, all over the world that has been impacted. And just also how well Billy Graham finished, he finished well. Yeah. And there's people that start well, but they don't finish well. And then I know there's people that had a little bit bumpy start and they're still able to finish well. Yeah. So that had a big impact. And then the John 17, four connected to that is what Jesus says, Father, I have glorified you here on yeah. earth and I finished everything that you called me to do. So th Incredible. those are connected to just something that is burning in me in regard to the several of those mile markers that just have said, okay, I, I see there's something that you're doing into this future, yeah. uh, right where we're at today and seeing what's going on in the world. But I realized that uh, to honor the fruits, you have to be, in, I mean, to honor the, you have to honor the roots to be yeah. entrusted with the fruits. So I had to go back again and Papa Jack and some of you heard uh, in January, I spent the last couple of weeks of December going over pictures and old uh, albums. And you remember yeah. our trip there to Tanzania. Yeah. And we just went through all those incredible, incredible things that God has invited us to do and what we've mm -hmm. been able to be part of. And because sometimes you can be in an office or we can be in conferences, we can be in certain settings and we forget about that, that there's a God. Say, yeah. yeah, we just forget about there's a God that loves this world yeah. so much. That somehow in the middle you can wake up on Monday and you try to figure out just to eat breakfast and get to the office. And then we have all these long lists and you forget why you are alive and why yeah. you are here and what your life is all about and what you are living for, what you are dying for. So living in such a way that it was, I want to live for something that is so great that it was worth Jesus to die for. Yeah. So, so if he paid that ultimate price, it has to be of something of so valuable, things that, there's a lot of things that's not going to matter for eternity, but there are some that are. So that was kind mm -hmm. of a part of even what we're talking about, uh, the why of GMA and go back to the future. And then looking kind of uh, the road that we've traveled, where we come yeah. from, as we are now moving into almost 19 years, much longer that I've been going to the nation. But since we planted or started mm -hmm. with a clear mandate from God, I want you to stop because there's going to come another mission movement. And even at that moment, I, 1999, I didn't even mm -hmm. have had a baptism of love yet. But what I had in me, I had fire and yeah. I had power. 
And my heart is, we're going to finish the unfinished task. Yeah. We're going to bring the gospel, which is the good news, to every person. And we're going to make sure that the kingdom is going to be touching every nation. Mm. We're going to disciple nation. And we're going to make sure, we're going to make it hard for people to go to hell. Yeah. And we're going to make it easy for people to go to heaven. Yeah. So those things were burning in me in 1999. And then the love came in and it was no longer duty. It became delight. Now longer, mm. something shifted but so I'm saying that as we started to look at some of those memory stones, I got so overwhelmed. And then you're seeing where we're at right now, yeah. the now moment we're living in. And then over about four major encounters in the last 12 months, I started to see into the future. And especially one of them, I was on the floor in Malaysia and the glory came in and mm. at a family gathering and Paul Yada was there and Benji is there and Jeff Yun, all of our, the people we did, the glory hit us. The same also in Atlanta, the family gathering when the bodies was on the yeah. top of each other and Bishop Joseph Gollingen. Yeah, was a yeah so yeah. The, some of those, but it's been four of those major encounters that God has given. And I want to come back and say, why God? Why did you do these things? Mm. And the clarity, what he's sharing about the shift in the season, where we're heading. So we become a beautiful kingdom family in 22 nations. Yeah. And now the movement, the mission, and what we are all about, the mission virus that is so contagious, that is starting a mission epidemic, yeah. that there's not one immune system around mm. the world that can stop and hinder this mission virus that is spreading the goodness virus where people mm. will know how good he is and how loved they are. So as mm. you can hear, there is a passion in my it. voice. Uh, yeah. I'm on fire in yeah. regard to that. So yeah, anyway, so back to the future. So we're Absolutely. taking a little trip back so we can going into the future. All right. So share with us some of the stories and some of the testimonies from the beginning days of GMA. No, I think that in the earlier days, because what some people are not aware of, one of my friends, his name is Bjarna Heimstad, mm -hmm. and he's one of the heroes in my life. He's still alive. He is a Norwegian. But I think he, he had a very big influence in my life in regard to why do you focusing on going into uh, some of the places where the gospel has never been before. Yeah. So he had a very big heart. So when Randy Clark, Dr. Randy Clark prayed for me on June 6, 1995, mm -hmm. one of the blessings was that God brought me into convergence with another Norwegian that was already doing it wow. that helped me to accelerate some of the things that propelled to us starting global mission awareness. Yeah. What I realized in this that a lot of the new things that God was giving us that there was not wine skin and you knew that the, that you had to have with this new wine there had to be a new wine skin for it yeah. and that was part of it. it's not that i was frustrated with anybody else it was more clarity about this is what needs to be done if we're going to finish mm. the unfinished task if we're going to making sure to turn on the light in the darkest places in the world yeah. there need to be a shift and i just realized and that's what i wanted to gather people mm. around that shift this new mission movement, this uh, this this whole new mission impact yeah. that was going on. So I realized Coca-Cola has been able to, and I saw that in Congo mm. when I was there in, in Zaire earlier before I started Globe Mission Awareness, where I found these pygmy people after yes three days of travel, but two days mm. pretty much just with a Cessna plane through the jungle, and we go in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and they have never, never heard the name of Jesus. Mm. But when we came there, I found a Coca-Cola bottle, and they knew what Coca-Cola was. So from Atlanta, where we are sitting right now, they've been able to take the sweet drink all over the world. But with all the churches we have all over the world, and that is so mm. high on God's heart, to some degree, we've been feeding the same front row over and yeah. over and over. While all these people in the back row, they've never once heard the name of Jesus. Yeah. So I'm saying that as part of when we started in Global Mission Awareness, 
had already been going to the nations. But then in 1999, we ourselves started to do more clear in some of these kingdom events that yeah. is including. So, okay, let's rent a stadium, but we don't have money. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any support, but we rent a stadium that cost $55,000 and it was going to be another close to $100,000 just up front to be able to take this gospel into areas where the gospel had never been before. Yeah. We didn't know uh, all of the strategic things, but mm -hmm. then to see people supernaturally here is this little widow that put a $500 check in and somebody else that put here's $22 mm -hmm. and before you know it God just started to work this is before we tweeted and emailed and but it was just a yeah, you knew God was on it obviously. God was on it yeah, yeah we just shared a vision with people say hey yeah. I don't know why but I'm just we're just sending out we're going to go over to this place and there's so much darkness there and what we're going to do is we're going to release this big fishing net because there's so much fish that mm -hmm. wow we cannot go with our fishing pole any longer we need net fishing so he started to build a big net of people and then to see how God just netted these people together wow. and then you have some people like Frida who is mm -hmm. Jack Taylor's wife Frida Taylor her name was Frida McDonald and, and another David Karabelsky. I'm just saying that in the earlier days. We met in an old funeral home, mm -hmm. a guy named Cedric Hill, who who was beautiful, beautiful African-American who had a funeral home in Columbus, Georgia, because we didn't have any money. We didn't have mm -hmm. any offers. And he said, hey, let me just, we, we have a funeral home that is closed here and we open a new one. The floor is crooked and I don't know if we have heater or air or anything yeah. else. And so we just moved in there. And then we all got together there and we had prayer meeting on Fridays and all was just praying for the nation and we were just weeping for the nations. And then the next moment, we were just looking on the map and say, wow, we need to change these places in the world. Yeah. And then the next moment, well, we don't have money, we don't have any sister, but we have God. Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit, so let's just pray in the Spirit. And we prayed and, and then suddenly the next moment, we started to travel around and sharing with people and mm -hmm. God started to showing up and they found out about it. So in the earlier days, even as I'm going back to those simple, yeah. basic things, we had fire, we had yeah. faith. I was just about to say, we it was so simple. It was like, let's look at this map. We're going to change the world. Let's just do it. Like, it was so simple. It wasn't complicated or muddy. It was just Jesus said it. We're going to do it. I love it. Like yeah. you said, it was so simple. Yeah, and it was a very simple message that we bought yeah. into. I think it's been complicated now. Yeah. And I call it just a lordship message. Mm. And I think that that's what became so clear for me, that, uh, that, that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. I'm not. So I am second. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just Jesus is first and I am second. That was just a simple thing that was in my system. Today, I think that to some degree, not everywhere, yeah. but I'm hearing so much people touch me, bless me, fill me, 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 me. It's what Jesus is going to do for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jesus, you went on this cross, but even while you went on this cross is to benefit me. So yeah. I can have a good life, so I can have abundance, I can have joy. I believe in all of those things. Yeah. I think that's what he came for. But I'm thinking into the very why of that message. Yeah. So it's almost like people are going on a date with Jesus. Yeah. Instead of now what's happening, no, I'm married to him. Exactly. There's covenant one. here. There's yeah. covenant. Yeah, now he says, now I want you to take up that cross and follow mm -hmm. me. In the same way they persecuted me, you're going to, be persecuted and for yeah. us there was no but nothing else than saying that now that's the normal message yeah. that you take up that cross and when he says something he is the king I'm yeah. not and he's the king and I'm the dumb kingdom <laughs> that was just a simplicity and I'm yeah. saying that we humor but this now, is I remember a when you said that it was yeah. like 10 years ago and I was like you're right yeah. <laughs> so, so that means that yeah. whatever he, the king says you do yeah and it didn't need to make sense and and you know that as even before then before we started yeah. global mission awareness global mission awareness had been part of my life for many years yeah. so it's just been but even before that as we lived in Norway and I uh, even when you were a little baby girl and you mm -hmm. left everything and I went into Pakistan 
Pakistan or went into Sudan or went into Congo, went into the darkest places in the world because again this gospel this good news Absolutely. everybody needs to hear it and if the king is going there of course i'm going with the king yeah. and i didn't have any option of course it was not do i have the money or do i have this or do i have no i have jesus yeah and i have the holy spirit and yeah. the holy spirit have everything mm-hmm. and all you do is what you see the father do yeah and you have to look well that's what you need to trust and mm-hmm. that's where faith comes in and, and here's where courage came in we learn courage not by reading books about courage exactly. but making courageous steps yeah. by following jesus mm-hmm. and when you're following him you're seeking first his kingdom but not just seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness not my yeah. righteousness it is his righteousness yeah so you can't have a kingdom without having his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Then you have a counterfeit kingdom. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that want the kingdom, but not mm-hmm. his righteousness, meaning his way of doing things, yeah. his way of thinking, the way that Jesus does it, the way Jesus loves, the way Jesus heals, his mm-hmm. righteousness. Then all these things shall be added. Yeah. But sometimes what we have a tension, even today, it's like, where do we complicate this? Because mm-hmm. other things comes up on the top of a priority list yeah. instead of Jesus. No, seek first. His kingdom, kingdom, Matthew 6, 33. And that was one of the core verses that it was the overall foundation for global mission awareness. Yeah. So I'm saying that that some of those journeys that airline ticket, you, you're in the middle of, middle of nowhere in Congo, in the middle of the, the jungle. And as I say, there was not a whole lot of uh, convenience. Yeah. Yeah, there was not a whole lot of pleasure. And you came there with whatever diseases and uh, the food. It was the first time I ate termites. Oh and gosh. I still remember when they came with these termites that were still alive and we crushed them in leaves and they weren't offered to me. And, and I'm like, I, I know it's supposed to be good proteins, but this is termites, eating termites. So uh, monkey brain. And, but you're out there because you're reaching the unreached. Yeah. You're going into the where nobody has been. Exactly. Or jumping on an airplane and we're going into the Orangasli. So we end up in Kuala Lumpur. Why? Because I've read that there is a place in Malaysia where there's 330,000 people that are locked up in this place that have never heard the name of Jesus. Mm. Automatically then you're becoming a lie. Why? Because the Great Commission yeah. was that we were supposed to make sure that everybody's going to hear and they have not heard. Yeah. I didn't have to sit there and, no, then a question, am I supposed to join you in this, Papa? And the question was never from me. Well, uh, I need to hear from God and this and that. No, I have to hear from you, God, and I'm not supposed yeah. to go because you've already told me to go. Exactly. So if you tell me no, I will not do it. But if not, I already have a yes. Yeah, you've already given us a commission. I already, already, already had a commission, <laughs> yeah. so that's easy. So I just saw that. So we are then jumping mm-hmm. on the airplane, traveling across the world, didn't know anybody. And then from that yeah. place, then we, I remember we went all the way to Kwantung and just drove across Malaysia. Then you start the hiking. And I'm not very good. I should have practiced the hiking. I, I didn't know. And you learn a lot of good things as we're starting going into the jungle, into this area. Here there's Norwegian that is going to just bring this love and this light to yeah. the darkest places. So we maybe didn't have all the wisdom and this and that, but we did have passion. Yeah. We did have courage. We did have love. We did have power. And then to be able to see Jesus being planted there and to see the environment changing. So there's been a lot of these things in the earlier days including one of our first trips to Pakistan that so mm. many have heard the story, this lady that had never heard the name of Jesus. Yeah. And she opened up the her book. The story always wrecks me. Yeah, and she time. got saved. She got saved that day and she got healed that day. But then from the joy of her salvation and healing, she says, why didn't you come earlier? My husband, he died and he never got to hear the name of Jesus. My son, he died and he never got to hear. Why didn't you come earlier? Why didn't you mm-hmm. come earlier? And I realized because I've been going to Kenya, I've been going to Uganda, I've gone to Guatemala, I've gone to all these other places. And so actually what I've done is I've said no to you to say yes to somebody that heard the gospel. 
And that's when I heard so clearly, why should somebody hear the gospel twice when all these people have never heard the gospel once? Wow. Wow. There was nothing wrong to give it twice, but make sure at least everybody hear the gospel, the good news once wow. before. And I started to have to say no to places mm-hmm. where I've gone. And they said, why do you say no to us? We are family. We're there. Well, because there's people that I've never had and nobody, yeah. nobody will go there. And the reason we don't want to go there because it's very dark. It's very difficult. It's very hard. Uh, but that's yeah. one of the reasons. So I knew that already in the starting stages. That was my first love. And yeah. I became alive. It was mission impossible. Mm-hmm. So there's been, of course, so many journey that is coming in when I started to ask for nation. That is, I think I have to read and take the time just to slow it down because I get so excited. <laughs> but I think also reading the verses that led up to this. Yeah. Uh, and that was in Psalm 2, 7 and 8. This kind of became, there's two verses here, but I just wanted to put that together in this session. And that is, I'm reading now this from the Passion Translation. I will reveal the eternal purposes of God. For he has decreed Mm. over me, you are my favorite son. And as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today, I have become your father. Ask me to give you the nations and I will do it. And they shall become your legacy. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth. Or another version, I think it is New King James, that says, I will tell you of the decree. The Lord said to me, you're my son today. I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage or inheritance and the ends of your earth, your possession. Those were some of the foundational verses and we talked about and we're going to talk more about it later on uh, as we continue this journey because I'm going to spread a mission virus, not just this year. Uh, but we, my next thing now, I've, I've been on such a long journey where uh, but people are not aware that's connected to this mm-hmm. is that my frustrating thing was it's like I, I, I travel to travel around the world to tell people, people, don't you know, there's 45,000 people that died today and they lived their entire life yeah. and they never once got to hear the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They died today. So it's like you have all these people that are dying of cancer. But it was this cure and all of us that are doctors and nurses that have the cure for this cancer, but we didn't take it to them. Yeah. Not because we didn't have the cure, not because they were not dying, but we didn't take it. Well, there is this fire and it's just burning all these people and we have all the sleeping firemen. Mm. So in the 90s, it was so heartbreaking for me because I was coming to churches and to the Christians like, don't yeah. you understand there's all these people for five years. They are perishing. It's not because they don't want Jesus. It's just nobody has taken them. This yeah. lady in her village, nobody in her village. Who's going to take it? And the Christians was more, well, we have, we need to pay for a parking lot. And we have a lot of different things. So mm. we have issues. My shoes got muddy on the way to church. And I'm just talking about on my inside. It was yeah. like something was tearing me apart. And I think some of that set me up for the baptism of love. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was so frustrated mm. also. But then when I got comfortable with love, I realized it's an impossibility for people even to be passionate. You can watch the news. You get immune to it unless you're falling in love. Until you capture in the heart of a God that loves this world so much. Yeah. that he would give his only begotten son for the darkest places in the world. Yes, it is for us. But now the good news that I've heard, the good news is only good news if it gets there on time. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask you about because 
from kind of the beginning, and like you said, it's even before your baptism of love experience, you were having all these powerful encounters. You had the passion, you had the zeal, and then it seemed like, you know, it seemed like everything was correct. You're following the commission, you're doing all these things correctly, and then still, it was like, God was like, wait a minute, life, like, or dad. <laughs> no, we need to go into this love area. We need to deal with this. And can you explain a little bit about that? It seems like we all want the power. We want to be on the ground, seeing the things change, you know, and you took kind of like, you experienced that and was like, wait a minute, I need to focus on this. There's something missing here. I'm seeing millions of people saved and yet there's still something missing here. Yeah, and I think it had part of the, the, the big shift for me in 2000, which is 18 years ago. Yeah. And it's of course, and you know that it's been a journey mm-hmm. as part of the reason that we even are describing like now I'm, I want to create these e-courses to help mm-hmm. other people on that journey that became so important for me because I realizing the area in my life that I'm not comfortable with love yeah. I am not comfortable with God because God is love mm. so when there's love deficiency there's also God deficiency in your life so when you're operating them from an orphan heart and this world has become a worldwide orphanage you're not going to be able to change them. Yeah. I will be able to get them saved and healed and delivered. But if I'm coming back to the same place, uh, they still need to get healed and delivered because there continue to be darkness. Yeah. We have a gospel that doesn't transform the atmosphere. Wow. So that's when I started to see more the gospel of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It was not just the gospel of salvation with signs, wonders, and miracles that follow. It was not just power evangelism. Now I started to get the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah. What the of not getting just my focus until year 2000 was to get so many people to heaven as possible because I didn't want them to go to hell. Now the shift then ended up, no, there's a God that loved this world so much, every aspect of this world, Mm. that he gave his only begotten son. So now it was more to do as the father sent his son to this world. And that's the whole creation is just moaning and groaning to yeah. see the sons and daughters revealing who the father is. And is that what motivated <laughs> you to start focusing more on like the kingdom family culture and our kingdom family movement? Yeah, all of that started as a seed then back then. It mm-hmm. was a seed in year 2000 when I got the baptism of love and I became a son. And yeah. now in the next moment, what I my focus was not so much let's getting a kingdom family movement, but it just grew into that because this son in the next moment, I started to attract a lot of other sons. Yeah. And they come in and say, hey, can you father us? And I'm like, I'm just learning to be a son. So even, even before then, I had a few so-called spiritual sons. But something, there was other ones that came in here that recognized the sonship. They recognized yeah. the difference. They recognized this is something different. Because that's why I've read these verses. They, they didn't come when we started GMA. The Matthew 24, 14 had. But what happens was in 2000, these verses came in. Mm. So we're saying, ask me and I will give you the nation. And people in the conferences are, oh, give me Pakistan yeah. and give me Saudi Arabia, give me the nation. And people are crying out. But it is not orphans crying out and begging. No, the clear in the verse 7 is connected to this. Mm-hmm. It is the declaration. Of course, it's a picture of Jesus. Yeah. But that picture as the Father sent me, I send you. Mm-hmm. So the picture here that is so clear now is the same thing for every son and daughter of glory. And let me just clarify this. I do not believe everybody's called to be like me, to be a bulldozer going into the darkest places. Yeah. I do not believe everybody has the same calling to be able to jump on a plane and going into the Middle East. And But I do believe every single believer have the same calling yeah. in regard to what God has called us to do. Yeah. It's also our calling. That's part of it. So if you're a business owner, you should be a business owner with a mission virus. And part of you running this business is a kingdom business. If you're a school teacher, the way you're waking up in the morning, even like we are in this room and we have Alicia here and Cody and 
and, and, mm. and the people that are in this office, all of us do that with a mission virus. Yeah. So what yeah. I am saying, we are not worldly Christian like the world. We are world Christians, meaning everything that we do, we're seeing it as part of God's bigger picture. Yeah. The small little thing we do, we do with the spirit of excellence. Mm. We're stepping into our identity as sons yes. and daughters of glory that represent who our father mm. is. And when we're waking up and coming into this office and say, thank God it is Monday and we're coming in. And yeah. some people are connected with a partner and say, thank you. Here's all of the people that that we saved, that we're helping them so they are not perishing. Or somebody else is coming in. Everything that we're doing, including this podcast, the whole purpose is connected to God's yeah. bigger picture. Yeah. And when you see that, then how all of these things coming together. Definitely. Because I couldn't do what I do. First of all, I have, of course, mom. Just mm-hmm. a wife that is, I often share, she's a true hero in this. Yeah. I have you uh, The sacrifices each one of you as my kids and if people didn't recognize that Lila is my oldest daughter Woo-hoo. who's doing the interview, <laughs> that's very exciting because she can dig out some of that because she's worked with me for these 19 years or yeah. for 25 years, but since we started GMA. But that's also, then each one in the office here, everyone that is yeah. in here, all the partners that is out there, people that, wow, mm-hmm. people that are out there. And I know some of the people that are just making the sacrificial check and sending that Absolutely. in. And it's like, wow, make sure to take this gospel to the one that's never heard. Mm-hmm. Or just Jason, who's one of our biggest supporters, who's himself totally blind because he... He was a Marine that served in Iraq. And many of you have heard the story of Jason. And now Jason is like here. And when he put the first thousand dollars into my hand, I said, can you take this to the Muslims that did this to me? I realizing just that this is a, if we're going to at least touch the one billion soul harvest, then I know that it's not a billion orphans, but a billion Mm -hmm. sons and daughters because God is a family. He wants a family and he's looking for a family and he wants his sons and daughters back. And if you feel the very father of the father, he's just trying to wake up our sons and daughters to find their identity so that we know who we are. Mm -hmm. And I know there's people that are not waking up with this passion that I have. So I'm just saying that something is burning in me. But then I see other people, like I was just with a friend, Dan Mola, last week. And if you meet him, yeah. he's also passionate like me. He's just also on fire. <laughs> but he is restoring the identity to yeah. people so they can know who they are and whose they are. There's other people that are coming in. Each one have their special sauce. So yeah. I'm just talking about the uniqueness with me is twofold that you saw in this. One of them is raising up mm-hmm. sons and daughters, verse 7. Yeah. Sons and daughters of glory, they know who they are and whose they are. And the second of all, there's a group of those sons and daughters they're going to receive nations yeah. as an inheritance. Everybody is part of it, but they have a specific assignment to learn to receive these mm-hmm. nations and learning how to do it from a power, love, and wisdom. Yeah. Every ordinary, every believer, we want to raise them up as sons and daughters of glory. But from the best of those, the brightest light, and I'm not the best in a sense and most important, but yeah. I'm talking about the one with the five talents and ten. We want to give and sow those sons and daughters to the darkest places in the world mm. because they deserve the best. So, so the best investments we're going to gain into the places where the gospel has never been before yeah. because they need to have an encounter who Papa God is mm. and how loved they are. I love it. I just It reminds me of you know the prophecy that came out after Billy Graham passed away. And we've talked about it a lot in this office, especially where... You know, the prophecy came out that this would be a whole new awakening movement of people that have been kind of stagnant or, you know, behind closed doors and hiddenness, you know, that people are going to come out of hiding, almost like covert, you know, finally coming on the scene. And, and I feel like it makes so much sense, like for such a time as this, like your entire journey 
cultivating this kingdom family and creating this foundation where people can go out into the world. Like you said, there's only one of you, but if we can raise up other people with this mission virus, I could take it and run this race to the ends of the earth. And that's the time we're living in. And so I'd love to hear, what are you most excited about in the future for global mission awareness, for our family? Like, what are you just so excited? And what do you believe in prophetically that we can expect to see in these next years? I think in the next few years, what we're seeing, you see very clearly, and it's of course what Isaiah 60, that is a beautiful picture where it says, arise and shine for your light has come yeah it's connected but then it describes this world what is going to be darkness mm-hmm. there's going to be darkness all over the world and gross darkness over the people so we are seeing in a time as we're moving into the future where you will see at least in a natural it's going to get dark and lighter at the same yeah. time period the book of hebrew also talks about there's kind of shaking going on and in mm-hmm. haggai it uses also a picture for the shaking so the whole world is being shook and we see that in this season yeah. uh, and the whole purpose of the shaking so the things that is unshakable is going to stand so in the middle of all the shaking there's things that is unshakable that's going to stand and that's the excuse me there's an unshakable kingdom yeah. And there's an unchanging person. His name is Jesus. So you're going to see that the rest of the world will then see that something's going to happen yeah. to them when what's going on here. And they will see sons and daughters of glory yes. that are stepping in there that is not shook by this system yeah. because this system is not why they are here. They have another system mm-hmm. in place. So they are full of love and they're full of joy and full of peace. And they are from a family paradigm not operating at orphanages. Yeah. I think we're seeing that many of the churches that when the shaking goes on, you're going to see a whole new type of churches that is going to operate more like family. Wow. And that's why you see now in this season, people are gathering around fathers. Yeah. It used to be gathering down doctrine and denomination or certain system, but now it is fathers and mothers that God is raising up and then there will be grandparents. So you will see the generational blessings yeah. flowing. The other thing that you will see now, as you saw, the first Reformation last year was also a kind of a connection where we celebrated 500 years, which was a Reformation of grace, justification by faith and grace alone. And Martin Luther was one of those incredible gifts to the world. But you also saw there was a new renaissance that came with that. Mm-hmm. You started to see with that reformation, we're middle class today. So the difference is revival, and there's been a lot of revival and renewal. Yeah. It touches life, it touches churches and communities, but reformation transformed culture. Yeah. And you see the same as also in 1906, there was another reformation. The Holy Spirit was being restored to the world. Yeah. The first one restored Jesus. The second one now is restoring the Holy Spirit. Jesus has always been around, but now I'm talking about it's like God has opened up the curtain to reveal yeah. who Jesus is. So the average person <coughs> have now access to the Bible. Yeah. They can read and write. That's what happened from that Reformation. And Gutenberg, a marketplace guy, he had a printing press that was connected. So we see all these connections that God is setting up yeah. these things. So when you are aware and all next year, we're going to focusing on understanding the time. Yeah. What we want to do there is very clearly is, is, is raising up the sons and daughters of Issachar. Mm-hmm. Issachar was a father that understood the time and he knew what to do, but he raised up sons and daughters that can understand the time. When you see the weather pattern, you know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. Like yesterday, I saw there was clouds coming in and I knew it was going to rain. You don't have to be that. And it's the same, but we're going to look into the future. Yeah. That's why this is Back to the Future podcast. My thing in the near future now is as we're getting people rooted mm-hmm. and grounded in love, 
full of love and power and wisdom is to be able to understand the time but mm-hmm. also know what to do know what to do about it yeah it's not enough just to understand the time and read yeah. the time but it's also that's where the giant slayers comes in that you sons and daughters can know how to solve those giants that are out yeah. there because that's what we're made for the giant you are facing right now is your stepping stone towards glory Amen. that's an invitation to an upgrade so we're seeing now that that reformation with the holy spirit the one we are seeing now is the father is being restored Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to stop the curse in the land yeah. that you saw there with Malachi. So you're even seeing that in the natural as spiritual fathers like Oral Roberts or other these fathers is going to heaven like yeah. Billy Graham. But that's raising up another group of sons and daughters mm-hmm. that has become fathers and mothers. They're raising up sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And this is, as I'm saying, it's a grassroots movement. Yeah. It is a family movement. And what I do believe that this is connected to Bob Jones' word, is connected mm-hmm. to Paul Kane's word in regard to the one billion soul harvest. Yeah. So this is what we're heading towards. But again, the reason it's not happened, what the prophets have spoken and what we've been waiting for is not just what's happening in the weather pattern. It is also so much part of the eternal heart of God that God is a family. Yeah. God is a father. God is a son. God is a Holy Spirit. So when he's restoring the father now, and that's where the see, the first one is kind of a pitch of the baptism of mm-hmm. water. The second reformation with the Holy Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power. Yeah. So the first one was grace. The second one is power this is the baptism of love the father is being restored and that's what's going to stop the curse that is in the land because god then wants to raise a family of families so the billions when they're coming in it's going to be into family and they will be sons and daughters Mm. and they will then touch the next wave that is going to fill this whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of god as water cover the seas then we're going to see that the kingdom of the lord is becoming the kingdom of this world and he is going to rule and reign forever and we're going to rule and reign together with him so there's a lot of things i'm excited about in the future but we're seeing into the future right now if you have son glasses that's including Mm -hmm. you ladies then it's going to be so bright but you first have to see him if you're going to look up then you look in then you look out and then you look forward and you get a different eschatology Mm -hmm. and you will be excited because in the middle of this darkness there's going to be these lights that's why he says arise and shine for your light has come Mm. it's not coming it has come yeah it has come yeah has come it's here now yeah I love that. Well, I'd love um, any of this podcast a little differently. I'd love for you to pray over our listeners because as you've been sharing, there's so many things. I mean, there's so many beautiful things and I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling a stirring and a conviction, you know, coming to these next years. And I love, just like you said, it's knowing the times, knowing what to do, but also doing it, you know? And like you were saying, it's there is a, a huge difference when we have a yes in our hearts, you know, and we have courage and bravery and we're, we're rooted and grounded in love and also willing to give our yes to God, like you said, willing to be fully in, fully committed. We're not dating. It's not convenience, but we're in this thing to the end, you know. And so I'd love for you to pray just a grace over everyone listening because I know, like you said, there's a new season we're walking into and an upgrade is required. Mm. So if you could definitely pray over us. I definitely do that. And I just uh, want to release even at this moment and... I just sense in my heart is burning and I'm just going to release even at this moment for burning hearts. I'm just seeing sons and daughters with burning hearts. Mm. But when you have burning hearts, it is because you're burning oil of intimacy with your lover. Mm. So there was these wise virgins and there was foolish virgins in Matthew 25. But five of them had oil, that oil on their lamps. And when the bridegroom came, they, they already... 
he knew them. And when he says he did not know the other ones, it's not that they were not saved or born again. He just they did not have to have intimacy. So I'm just asking, like the wise virgins, they had that intimacy. They already was married. They already were so much of one with him that they knew him, and that they, they could even feel the breath. So they they recognized it right away. And I'm just asking that in this season that you're going to raise up, Father, that everyone that is listening now. We're going to be the burning ones. People can say, hey, what is that fire burning in you? Oh, I can see in your eyes. It's like people that is madly in love. And let us be so madly in love with Jesus yes. that when they see us, they can see who our father is. Whoa. Mm. And they can see who our papa is. And they also get to know who the Holy Spirit is. So I thank you, Father, just even that the spirit of adoption that says, Abba, mm. Father, you're no longer an orphan. I will not leave you as an orphan. John 14, 18, I will come to you. So I just release in the spirit of sonship and daughtership over each one of us. And I thank you, Father, that when we're going to wake up in the morning, as we are burning with this fire, let the wind starts to spark the fire and starts to spread fires around like we've never seen before. And then also I release in the new wine that there was in Pentecost in Acts 2, the wine that gives us the enjoyment. So, Father, I just release those three yes. things. The passion of God. Mm. That's the oil. The power of God, the wind. And the pleasure of God, the wine. Let it be in you, on you, and around you in this season of upgrade. I bless you with that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To stay connected till next time, find us at globalmissionawareness.com. Thank you.